Huh? When or where? This is step number one. He, you, you may know what the ultimate goal is, step number one. So I think all of those things are vital when you and I are seeking the Lord's mind to remember it begins with the Word of God. That's the most important thing. That is the wisest thing we can do is to get in the Word and begin, and begin with that point because that's where He guides us and leads us to. Now, a lot of other things I could say. Let me bring this to a close. How can I be sure? I ask myself seven questions. How can I be sure that I've heard what God has said? So if you just jot these down. Number one. Is what I believe I've heard consistent with the Word of God? And this is why it is so very important that you and I not only know verses, but we know the principles. Is this consistent with the Word of God? Second question I ask myself is this, and that is, it, listen, is this a wise decision? And you know, you and I, deep down inside, we know when a thing's wise when it's not wise. And does he not say here in Ephesians, he says, be not foolish, but he says, be understanding, what the, be wise, be understanding what the will of God is. Is this decision a wise decision? The third thing is this, can I confidently ask God to enable me to do this? If something is not the will of God, and I say, well, I have confidence I'm going to do that. Listen, the Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit with static. There'll be conflict in your spirit. When you say, when I say, well, can I, can I confidently ask God to enable me to do this? Watch this. There is no way for me confidently, have any confidence to ask God to enable me to do something that's not his will. I won't have any confidence. I'm trying to muster it up all I want to. I'm not going to have confidence to disobey God. I'm not going to have assurance to disobey God. The confidence comes in knowing the mind of God. And listen, if it's in keeping with Scripture, if it's a wise decision, if I can confidently say, God, you must enable me, and I'm asking you to enable me to do this, then the fourth question is this. Do I have the witness of the Spirit? Is the Spirit of God giving me a quiet sense of affirmation on the inside? Now watch this. Somebody says, well, as soon as I get peace, I'm going to do it. You know what? Sometimes we sort of think we muster up peace. Listen, you can't go by feeling. It must be the witness of the Spirit. You will know in your spirit when the Spirit of God has affirmed for you, this is the mind of God, this is the will of God, you are free to move in this direction. The next one is this. I have to ask myself this question. If I believe this is the will of God, does this fit who I am as a child of God? Does this conduct, does this purchase, does this act, is this in keeping with the mind of God? Does this fit who I am? Is it a violation of Scripture? Does it fit who I am? The next question is this. Does this fit God's overall plan for my life? Somebody says, well, I don't know what God's overall plan for my life is. Well, but listen, is, does it fit the Scripture? Uh, does it fit who you are as a believer? Listen, if it fits who you are as a believer, it's going to fit God's overall plan in your life. And then we have to ask ourselves this question. In thinking about all of these things, does, will this honor God? If I do this, will this honor God? You ask yourself those seven questions and you will know whether you have heard from God, whether you have the will of God for your life or not. Now, God's a wonderful Father. He wants the best for us. He makes it simple. Now, I've strung this out a long ways and told you a lot of things about it. Does that make it complicated? No. I'm simply saying, here's some things that you can consider in the major decisions of your life, in the minor decisions of your life. And listen, what God wants us to do is to walk in His Spirit and it'd be such a natural, normal thing for us that we just sort of know what to do next because we are walking in the Spirit. Our mind and heart is committed to the will of God and knowing the will of God oftentimes is very, very simple in most things in life. But then there are those tough things. 
And you know what? He is there to make it very clear. Well, I want you to remember this. You forget everything else. When you understand the God that I know in the Scriptures and the God of the Bible, you're going to understand that Christian life isn't some drab kind of no longer have any fun kind of churchy religious life. You're going to understand that you step into the most awesome, inspiring, motivating, unending, indescribable adventure in all of life. You are learning to walk with the creator of this universe. Listen, hand in hand with his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, Lord, you can't beat that, and the world can't offer you anything to equal that. Can't do it. So, I just want to encourage you to make that wise decision. One thing I know for certain, you'll never be disappointed in Jesus Christ. listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. If you're a believer, there are people and situations God intends for you to impact. As you spend time reading the Bible and prayerfully seeking the Lord's guidance, you're in position to receive His direction. To listen again, click on Today on Radio at InTouch.org. And to study more about seeking direction from the Lord, Look around our website for many free resources to guide you in following Jesus. If you go to the bookstore page, you can order a copy of today's complete message. He will show you His will. It's also included in the teaching set, The Will of God. Again, you'll find these resources at intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900. Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Are you obeying God reluctantly? You'll find encouragement just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Are you living a life of preferences or one that's based on God's Word? To enjoy a strong life, one that makes an eternal impact, we have to break free from the factors that make us weak. In Dr. Charles Stanley's book, Standing Strong, believers will find encouragement to construct a life based on the strength of enduring faith built on uncompromised biblical convictions. To order your copy of Standing Strong, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. Does your prayer life need a jump start? With the InTouch Praying with Purpose cards, the time you spend talking with God will take on a whole new level of energy and intimacy. Beautifully designed and easy to use, or to share with a friend, there are prayers to lift up each day of the month, along with corresponding Bible verses and more. For your set of Praying with Purpose cards, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or go to intouch.org slash store. You're listening to In Touch. Are you struggling to agree with God about something? With Insight for Believers, here's a moment with Charles Stanley. Maybe we grumble it's because we didn't like the idea. And I think God honors this. I don't like this idea. I don't want to do this. But because you're the Lord and because I want to be obedient, I'm going to do it anyway. When you honor Him by your obedience, when you don't want to do that, He just says, listen, let me show you how big I really am. That's the love of God. This is one of the most important lessons you can learn in your life. Obey Him when you don't want to. Obey Him when you don't feel like it. And then 
Watch what God does in your life. This is the way you learn to listen and obey. You watch when you do what he wants you to do and you want to do it. What does he do? And then when you do what he wants you to do, even when you don't want to do it, watch God bless you. Father, I just thank you how good you are, how patient you are. You said that you're teaching us in the way which we should go. And I pray for every person right now who's listening and who's grumbling and moaning and groaning over something they don't want to do that they know you want them to do. Give them the courage to obey you, trust you, and look at the consequences. Watch the results, expect the reward, and rejoice in their heart that you've never failed to keep your word to bless obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. You can learn more about following Jesus faithfully at intouch.org. And if today's program encouraged you to invest more deeply in your relationship with Christ, we'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow on In Touch, the believer who is committed to obeying God with God's strength is flourishing spiritually. And Friday, we'll hear how to receive and obey what God commands. I hope you'll join us then for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look in an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Theologian Stanley Howass once said that if in a hundred years Christians are known as those who do not kill their children and do not kill their elderly, we will have done something right. His words are especially prophetic these days in light of a post-Christian West that has in so many ways embraced killing. For example, this month the Dutch government implemented a policy that now permits terminally ill children up to 12 years old to be euthanized. In other words, young children can now be put to death without giving their own consent. Though this new policy is only supposed to apply in exceptional cases of very serious terminal illnesses, limits on assisted suicide almost never hold. The most obvious example to the world right now is Canada. In 2021, 10,000 Canadians were killed by physician-assisted suicide. That's one out of every 30 Canadian deaths. This explosion in medically-assisted deaths there led columnist David Brooks to write in The Atlantic that autonomy-based liberalism, the idea that we each own ourselves and can do whatever we want with our lives, had definitely gone off the rails. He demonstrated in the article, with story after story, just how quickly and easily assisted suicide can blur into involuntary killing. As many have observed, the right to die has this pernicious way of becoming a duty to die. And this deadly logic is embraced across much of Europe on a scale that few appreciate. Back in 2017, CBS ran a celebratory headline announcing that Iceland was on pace to, quote, virtually eliminate Down syndrome. Now, no cure had been found for the condition, of course. Instead, what the article was referring to was that Iceland had become so effective at eliminating people with Down syndrome through selective abortions. Almost none were being born. And a new study published in the European Journal of Human Genetics recently found that across Europe, births of children with Down syndrome are just about half of what should be expected. Again, this is not because of a miracle cure. It's because parents are aborting about half, in some countries as many as 83% of children 
who are diagnosed with Down syndrome in the womb. Now, usually it's those on the political left that cheer assisted suicide, euthanasia, and abortion so-called rights. Increasingly, however, the post-Christian right is leading the applause. Political researcher and commentator Richard Hananiah, for instance, shared this study and then praised the results, writing this, quote, Many of the parents go on to have a healthy child instead, maybe two, so you get just as many lives but more health. There are actually people, he said, who think this is a bad thing. Well, in response to that, David Harzani at The Federalist correctly identified this same logic as the logic behind eugenics and asked, if eugenics is a social good, then why stop at Down syndrome? Why not keep having abortions until you get the perfect kid? See, the logic behind this Western war on the weak is simple and sinister. Thousands of human beings are being told you're imperfect, so you're better off dead and everyone else is better off without you. The United States isn't far behind on these numbers. According to some estimates, about one-third of children diagnosed with Down syndrome in utero or aborted in this country, and more and more states are considering legalizing so-called medical assistance in dying, and even embracing Canada's misleading label for it. Both the left and the right, it seems, can be susceptible to this idea that some lives are not worth living. Christianity alone, with its idea of the Imago Dei, is capable of grounding human dignity for all and reforming societies that view its weaker, older, younger, and disabled members as disposable. For the sake of all the image bearers who are listening to these evil messages, and those who will never get the chance, Christians must proclaim a different message. If we don't, no one will. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. And for more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.